Hello and welcome to the Vex Logicast. I'm Simon the Cannibal. On today's episode is the third and final part of the interview with Mark from the Lowell Flag Project. But first, I have to say thank you for putting up with my delays here. I've been in Europe, I've been in Cleveland, I've been all over the place and unable to edit or record a new Vexillogicast for you. I hope to rectify this situation with a new episode coming out within the week, episode 30, which, as an episode divisible by five, will focus on the states, specifically New York, North Carolina, and possibly Rhode Island, depending on time. As always, hop on over to vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T dot com for more information, or the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal for discussion. Without further ado, I give you the third part of the interview with Mark from the Lowell Flag Project. Related to that, I need to do an episode on the South Bend flag contest slash flag initiative. That really came out of nowhere on my radar, and I I feel that there is more to be said about that, although I suspect that we'll have to wait until an Indiana episode, which reminds me and gives me an in on redesigning the Philadelphia flag, which you were talking about the cornucopia of smog in the Lowell, Massachusetts flag, the city of Philadelphia's flag has a disembodied arm on it, which I think, really, you need to pick something else to add to your flag other than a disembodied arm. I know from your Massachusetts episode that uh, our, our Massachusetts flag has a disembodied arm swinging a... Uh, swinging a saber over a Native American man's head. You know, we have disembodied arms around here as well, I guess. But yeah, I, I really don't know what that's about. What is up with all these disembodied arms? So I, I suppose that leads me to the next question, though. It seems that you've been gathering a lot of attention. And, and how are you dealing with this attention? Are you enjoying the attention? Is it good attention? Is it bad in- Is it bad attention? What do you feel about all of this? And were you surprised by all of it? I was a bit surprised, I guess. I got initial attention through Facebook mostly, uh, just because, you know, the way it was shared, I didn't have, like, generic little flag accounts set up or anything. It's kind of harder to do that on Facebook anyway. But uh, I actually, you know, my family's from Lowell. Like, uh, my wife's family's from Lowell, but we live the next, a couple, you know, next town, in a bordering town. Um, so right, right. a lot of people took very, very heavy offense to that. I'd say that probably 90% of the feedback was about why don't you live in Lowell and why are you doing this? You know, initially I was like, oh, geez, why am I doing this? Maybe I'm a terrible person. But then I was looking at it and realized that like 50% of the people that I know in Lowell that do stuff in Lowell that even work in government don't live in Lowell. So why are they right. mad at me about this? You know, and plus, like, like I mentioned, I think I have a family connection and uh, it's not, I'm not myself trying to replace the flag. Just I'm trying to kind of get the idea to critical mass where we can get more community involvement to, you know, let the people choose the flag or design the flag. So it's not like I'm trying to force my option down anyone's throat. To that end, the, the old mantra is never read the comments. And <laughs> I would definitely say right. that, that in my case, it's pretty true that some of the comments got were pretty rough 
obviously, uh, I can't say I never can't. I don't want to read comments because that's where all the good feedback will be as well. So kind of walking that line. But kind of just, uh, you know, outside of doing things like this, like I'm talking to you right now, I try and not put me, myself, in the front and center, really. Um, I try and kind of just keep it focused on that it's a more broad initiative. We do have, like, a working team that's doing stuff on it. It's not just me, uh, necessarily. So I mentioned I had that Facebook discussion group, so that, you know, a lot of those people are in the community that I've looked up to ever since I've even moved here. You know, there's a, a guy, uh, Gary DeStramp, that does these really awesome, uh, I think it's like watercolor paintings, just of like the retro signs that are all over walls. So from like, you know, the 60s, 70s, even earlier than that, they have these like awesome uh, backlit signs and neon signs. He does these awesome paintings. But even old buildings, he does paintings. So I've always like liked it. That's kind of one of the ways I got to even uh, know Lowell when I first moved here was through his paintings. So I was like, you know, really psyched to have him kind of feeding, giving feedback and working on it. There's another guy, uh, Frank, he's another artist locally that's behind a, thing called I-Formation, who does lots of Lowell-inspired art. So kind of a similar thing. Uh, when I first moved up here, he had a series of posters called the DYK series, where it's kind of Did You Know? So it's just all Did You Know facts about Lowell on these very stark black posters. You know, like, did you know that Michael Chiklis was born and grew up in Lowell? Did you know that Bette Davis is from Lowell? My favorite is, did you know, the, uh, did you know that Shaq isn't from Lowell? <laughs> Just hyper local, like uh, you know, Lowell related things that again are just something that I, as as I've become uh, a New Englander, kind of grew up with and helped me associate with the area. Just there's just tons of people like that. Even you know, on the photography side, there's a woman, uh, Tori Gorman, who does these really beautiful black and white photography of the whole city. Just which to me is just like an inspiration because you know, you know, how can I get that sort of feeling of place across? you know, in a more simplified flag, maybe using some of those forms, you know, especially like abstracts of things like gears and things like that. But like, I, I get a lot of inspiration from the people that do provide feedback. And that's just been really fun to have that level of interaction with those folks and kind of be working alongside with them and getting feedback and having fun with them as well. So it's been really enjoyable. But again, I just kind of try to right. get focused on the group rather than myself, because in the end, it's not really about me. It's just about you know, how can we make Lowell better? And that's going to take the work of a lot of people not just me so it seems like a theme is pride in lowell massachusetts despite you being in a bordering area with lowell it seems you identify with lowell massachusetts certainly throughout this interview you've shown that you care deeply about making lowell a better place in your particular style i would say the symbolism of lowell and what you've talked about generally is being proud of or taking pride in Lowell, Massachusetts. So I have to relate a little bit here. And there's a little bit of blowback in Philadelphia where people are angry against others who take pride in being from Philadelphia or being around Philadelphia. For example, Philadelphia residents are surprisingly salty about... Villanova winning the national championships and longtime residents of Philadelphia will say, hey, Villanova is not actually part of Philadelphia. You're not allowed to be happy. You're not allowed to celebrate. Why do you go to parade? All of this sort of stuff. And it surprises me that people can't say, hey, we're all Philadelphia area. We're all around Philadelphia. We take pride in Philadelphia. It surprises me that people have to rain on that parade. 
so yeah, I I hear you on all that. I I hear you on all that. Yeah, I saw I saw like again going back to the Reddit thread there where uh, uh, what's that Chicago suburb that they have in the contest there? Oh yeah, uh, Naperville. Yeah, Naperville. So people are saying, why are you guys using like Chicago stuff in the Naperville flag? Similar thing there, I guess. It's definitely, I definitely had no idea that uh, towns all hated each other around here. Sometimes as much as they did before that moment, I never even crossed my mind until I started seeing those Facebook posts. And I was like, oh boy, something has done horribly awry for me here. Yeah, it's a bit strange to me, you know, growing up down the street from a dairy farm in the suburb of a suburb of Youngstown, Ohio, and identifying myself as, oh yeah, I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, whereas in Philadelphia, apparently, you have to be from Philadelphia, city limits, not even city limits, you have to have a named neighborhood in Philadelphia if you are to identify with Philadelphia. Whatever flag you guys do for Philadelphia has to have the resurrect dead tile work in it, right? Just like a, a, a tile oh, on the middle of the flag. Oh, yeah, the uh, Toynbee tiles, you know, uh, between Toynbee and Stickman, you know. Uh, I, I saw a Toynbee tile in St. Louis and it was like one of the happiest moments of my life, definitely. I finally got to see one. I was so pumped. I like ran from my hotel room when I realized there was one nearby. <laughs> and it surprises me that no one knows about Toynbee tiles. And it is my great regret that. Whenever I see a new Toynbee tile, I never have a phone or a camera or something like that on me. And now that I carry, I have a smartphone and that sort of thing. I haven't seen a new Toynbee tile in the wild. And that's really, really a bummer for me. But whatever. Have you seen the documentary about it? The Resurrect Dead? I, I don't believe so. Yeah, it's on iTunes for like five bucks, I think. Definitely worth a watch. It's awesome. So I suppose we should get back on track. Were you interested in flags before you listened to Roman Mars and 99% Invisible? Honestly, no. That was kind of my first exposure to it was through the podcast episode I listened to a couple of years ago. and It definitely like struck a chord at the time, but not enough for me to do one. But now I'm kind of at the point where if I'm going to a new city, I kind of am always have a, a one eye on the flagpole to kind of see what type of flags they have up there. You know, in Atlanta, there's, I definitely saw the Atlanta flag. I mean, the uh, Georgia flag, I think, lots of places. I know that uh, there's an Atlanta flag project underway to replace their city flag as well. I didn't see many, actually, Atlanta flags, I don't think, but they're working on that one there. Right, and that's such an easy motif to use with the phoenix rising from the fire i don't understand why they don't have a better flag yeah okay. portland maine has that too they're working with the phoenix as well as does phoenix arizona and san francisco and there's just so many ways to do it why put it on a seal why put it on a seal but uh yeah um do you have a favorite flag or something that really grabs you? Yeah, so I think that my, you know, least immediate favorite flag just from the past, you know, that I've been made aware of in the past couple of you know, years is actually our neighboring city of Lawrence, Massachusetts. So a very, is another kind of planned mill town, very similar history to Lowell, but they actually have like a really, really awesome flag that was designed in, I think, 1909. So it's a 
okay. blue field with three uh, three stripes that merge into one to show three rivers merging into one right there uh, in Lawrence. But yeah, they, okay. they actually yeah. had a they had a uh, kind of a, not a redesign, but more of a restoration of the original blue color to that flag. 2004, I want to say, because someone actually sent me that an article about that when I started doing this. And uh, I typically historical societies are not the easiest to get in touch with over digital means. So I actually was able to call up the guy who uh, led that effort and talk to him. And that's kind of where I found out about there is no, you know, uh, Nothing in the book says you have to have an official flag. He also kind of related right. to me that uh, they're doing that around an anniversary event there as well, just to have them for a parade or something like that, I think. And he was saying that uh, they wanted to put on a monument, and like he was uh, just fighting with this guy about who just wanted to have the seal on the monument. He was like, oh, you know how I'm going to beat you, kid? Because you're going to be dead by the time that this is done. <laughs> so it definitely was like a like a big war at times over that as well. But uh, that guy was, like, really cool to talk to. Again, uh, validation I'm not completely crazy as far as this goes. I got to have a good chat with him, and uh, he was very supportive when I was starting on as well. So definitely I wanted to give a a shout-out to Lawrence for having an awesome flag. While you were talking, I did a quick Google search on the flag of Lawrence, Massachusetts, and it looks like I would describe a, a blue flag with a white arrow aiming towards the hoist. Just for those listeners who want a clearer idea of what the flag looks like. Though there also exists a seal on a bedsheet flag with possibly the greatest description I've ever read on crwflags.com, which is the following. A white flag with a town seal bearing a coat of arms Within a ring, the details are indecipherable. It's like absolutely right. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't have a seal on your flag. Um, anything else you would like to talk about tonight? Uh, I think that's you know, kind of it for me as far as things that I can name off other than, you know, to be the bandwagon, you know, Portland like that flag, Chicago, obviously, kind of all the standard answers there. But, uh, yeah, I think that going with the local angle, that one's my, probably one of my my favorites there. He actually sent me a postcard with it on. You can buy those on the Lawrence Historic Board website as well if you want. All right. And how do you foresee interacting with flags going forward? So going forward, hopefully, it will be that, you know, we – and have some success with this initiative and kind of would be just working with people in the city uh, and residents to embrace what the eventual winner would be and kind of just help get that out around the city. So like I mentioned, there's a really big artist community around here. I know that South Bend and their rollout kind of did that at like kind of another artist community there in South Bend where someone done it like stained glass and screen printing. So we have a lot of that same sort of infrastructure here on the creative side. So I think the guy here, uh, John Francis, does like awesome woodworking. I always see like the Chicago flag, uh, like woodworking stuff on the uh, on Etsy and stuff like that. You know, just being able to like roll it out and have it more realized and adopted and visible, I, which I think will kind of come naturally with just having one that is pretty nice. Because uh, one thing for sure about Lowell is that people are really proud to be from Lowell, and I think that giving them a better way to kind of express that visually would be really successful and uh, get lots of uptake 
again, I'm being biased there a little bit, I guess. I, I think that's not too flat of the realm. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, as a little wrap-up, is there any way that um, you'd recommend listeners to get involved with your Lowell flag design project? Again, you know, feel free to definitely, uh, you know, reach out to me at the links that will be provided um, or that we've mentioned already in the episode here. Definitely love to see your ideas. And if you know, you're interested in getting things started in your city or contributing, try and, uh, you know, just do a cursory Google search. I mean, uh, I know the first thing that I always do when I see a new initiative come around that I haven't heard about is just trying to learn how they're doing it. You know, what steps have they already taken? Is there something I can heartily steal from them? <laughs> to like just strategy wise to, you know, better improve what we're doing here. Kind of just keep an eye out for that type of stuff and just see what other people are doing. You know, one thing that I, you know, was just telling the the Manchester people is that, you know, whatever you do when you when you start out talking about it, don't say things like, Oh, the current seal sucks, is terrible, is bad, is awful because that's gonna immediately put the hair on people's necks up at the government level. Um, even if it is true, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful in your in your quest to get something nicer just because the bad thing there annoys you. So kind of just be mindful of that type of thing. And uh, again, just kind of, you know, typically local, especially if it's a smaller city or town, it should be pretty easy to get in touch with, you know, a local representative, reach out to people that you know or want to talk to. And, you know, historic boards are also a good resource. So just kind of start at that level. And then, uh, you know, don't be super quick to throw out your idea necessarily. Again, just because that can be like a scene of jumping the gun by some people. I mean, it's not as flashy and exciting as, you know, go out and design 100 flags, you know, that type of thing. But uh, just if you're going for like a long-term, like, I want to actually get this done, you know, uh, being a bit more cautious, in my experience, probably would have been a bit more helpful in my case anyway. You know, I can't speak for every flag initiative or project that goes on, but, uh, you know, play things at least closer to the vest maybe than you would initially kind of keep in mind the basically the frame of mind that people are going to be in when you're trying to talk to them about this and kind of other things they have on their plate and kind of uh, different people that they have to report to and stuff and don't take offense to too much of anything really just keep an open mind and that's great advice generally for i suppose any project all right well thank you so much for talking to us i've had a ton of fun with this interview I've had a I've had a lot of fun learning and I hope that our listeners have had a lot of fun learning as well. I look forward to interacting with you in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite, Simon. This is a wicked fun to do. Thank you so much again. And that wraps up the interview with Mark from the Lowell Flag Project. Again, that can be found at lowellflag.com, L-O-W-E-L-L-F-L-A-G.com. And, of course, tune in, hopefully within the week, where I'll have an episode on New York, North Carolina, and possibly Rhode Island. You can check out more information at vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T.com. A little bit of interaction at reddit.com, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash R slash Simon the Cannibal. Twitter is at Cannibal underscore Simon. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Patreon. You go ahead and choose how you want to yell at me, but yell at me nonetheless. 
Thank you so much for listening. And best wishes from the Vexed Logic House.